0: This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. My Natural Hair is a podcast that shares all the information you're looking to learn about natural lifestyle and growth. My Natural Hair is hosted
1: by LaDonna Sam's and Markeisha St. Clair from the Hair Goals 313 Salon. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the My Natural Hair podcast. And don't miss... The How-To Lessons, Styles, and Love of Natural Hair. You're listening to the Piper Carter
0: Podcast on the Detroit Is Different Podcast Network.
2: Dear Governor Snyder, I sent you to drink the water that Flint drinks. Can can you give your kids the water the color of Hennessy?
0: We can't sell these houses. We can't even afford
2: to leave. Dear neighbor, 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 I'm writing in hopes that you care, 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 that I can't can't breathe. breathe. And all these toxins you put in the air, you're killing me. My son's so out of breath, he can't chase his dreams Diagnosed with asthma, age three With all this soot on his lungs, blacker than me Then Mr. Marathon, you're killing me Pollution fills my eyes, but I can still see So if I'm poor, you can not ask for me But that doesn't mean that I'm worthless Created in God's image, we all perfect I know people that went to the hospital and never made it back Suck, fill the lungs, all black. A whole generation with respiratory infections and asthma attacks. Mr. Marathon, you're killing me. Why you out here trying to save the world? Who, who gon' save, save me? Who, 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 who gon' save me? Lord, you know you're killing me. Tell nobody, care. you killing me. Who gon' care for me? you killing me. Tell nobody, care. House. I you Mr. Marathon. I'm right across the street. You know, 482 17. Right here. Yeah, government. Why you trying to save the world? Who gon' save me? Poison fills the air, then takes over trees. There's poison in the grass. That's what the cows eat. Then you chop it all up, and then you flee it to me. Is it a refinery? Killin me. You them, you're killing me. You're waste water. You're killing me. Cause I'm poor, you can less for me. But that doesn't mean that I'm worthless. Created in God's image, we all perfect. Did Mr. The marathon killing me? Killing me? Tell nobody care. You killing me? Who gon' care for me? This way killing me? Tell nobody care. Killing me? I can't sell my house. I can't afford to lay. Who gon' buy this house next to these factories? Who? 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 Who?
3: Me. Peace, everybody. Welcome to the Piper Carter podcast. Um, you are rocking with Piper Carter in the building. We got Brittany, our token millennial. What's up, Brittany? What up, though? Oh, my goodness. And we got Carrie <laughs> Frazier.
4: <laughs> funny, 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 funny.
3: The CEO funny. is in the building. In the uh, building. No, no, no. I
4: am with the beautiful Piper. Thank you, my brother. The beautiful Brittany.
3: Hi, Kari.
4: Yes. Kicking it old school style.
3: Yeah. So, um, Brittany, you brought us this. We're just going to get right into it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, um, you brought us this article. Tell us about this article that you brought us.
1: So, I'll give a, like a... Overview? Like a, yeah, an overview. So, the, <laughs> the mainstream talk is starting to... Uh, Really, really put focus on gentrification um, I know you're gonna get into it today was the day we had to go out and vote, and all the commercials are talking about how much money they're investing in downtown, and all the other districts and neighborhoods aren't getting that money and gentrification is being thrown out like crazy the word the catchword it's the word of the the word of the year so this article um in the free press talked about a hotel that Leases um, space for people to live there, um, giving them eviction notices at the top of the month, uh, letting them know they had thirty days. Most of these people live at this part, uh, particular location. I believe it's called the Park Avenue Hotel, and they're able to walk to work. Uh, they're able to still have a you know affordable income. I mean, affordable rent for where it is, where the location is, and all the other buildings that have been retrofitted around them. And uh, they were highly upset at the fact that they got eviction notices. So uh, they made complaints, and uh, Mayor Duggan came there and talked to many of the tenants and stated that he was going to be working with the building owners to give them until June, which is, uh, what is that? Is that second quarter? Second quarter? of 2019 to uh, find a place to live. And uh, I don't have any—I do kind of have some feelings on it. Mm-hmm. I just—I uh, don't
3: know. Tell us about your feelings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the reality is that these people are living in a, in a hotel— Um. And they, a lot of them have stated that they, you know, they they're living there one because they can afford it, but it's close to work. They don't have a way in, a, in, in the city of the big three. They don't have a, a beautiful mass transportation system. I'm not, you know, shout out to all our bus drivers that get get people where they need to go in the city. But with the amount of people that we have in the city, I think we need another another, another uh, forms of transportation besides the Q line. And uh all those buildings which doesn't
3: really go anywhere.
1: No it doesn't. Um so all the buildings Wait, wait, wait,
4: wait, wait. The Q line is technically for quick employees. So it mm. starts at a uh, lot of the lots
2: mm-hmm. that
4: you can park at in New Center as a quicken employee. Mm-hmm. Right. For that are much cheaper in real estate mm-hmm. and then hop the Q line downtown to probably where you work.
3: Mm-hmm. So a lot it's of it's not that, for Detroit residents really.
1: No, it goes all no. it goes to no, New Center. No, not at all. Yeah. It stops it's, in it stops in the middle of New Center. The Q mm-hmm, line does. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the point I'm making long story short, I don't care for it regardless because one, these people in the next ninety days are not going to be able to find affordable living anywhere in that area where they're able to walk to work. That's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. So their whole lifestyles are going to have to change. So not only are they going to have to rethink where they have to live, which to me is the hardest part of figuring out life Mm -hmm. when you don't know where you're going to lay your head. And now you have to rethink where you're going to work. You know, To catch five and six buses, even two buses, yeah. Even three buses to mm-hmm. even have to walk to a bus stop. Yeah, it's too much for those the 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 age bracket that seems to be living in that building. We're not talking twenty twenty plus. We're not talking twenty under. We're talking forty plus, mm-hmm. fifty plus,
3: mm-hmm.
1: sixty plus people who have been given second and third chances in life mm-hmm. that are trying to stay afloat.
3: And also, too, um, people who uh, you know, so. Probably they're living in that kind of a situation because it's difficult for them to find housing, right? They're like non-traditional housing people, so they probably don't have uh, good lines of credit. They probably are not so-called the ideal on paper Correct. that um, people would want to rent to. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably don't have mm. you know much collateral to like do any to- sort of purchases or to get any sort of loans. And so we're talking about people who you know yeah
4: very very transient vulnerable. renters. Yeah, so they may stay. For for one week or two mm-hmm. weeks, um, as far as the credit checks that generally isolate yeah. a lot of our people from from access to what's known as, I guess, uh, higher quality of life housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, is not the strenuous circumstances that you would be under, but as a lot of the hotels and motels uh, have propped up, a lot of the people in. Uh, those dire situations, mm-hmm. being more transient renters, uh, that is a a place of residence that people have made.
3: Yeah,
1: and I mean, uh, I guess the the other theme, the reason why I wanted to bring it up is that sometimes you have to go beyond what the theme of the writer of the article is trying to display. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to dig deeper. You have to think, Piper. You do it the best. Think about why one is even being reported. Mm-hmm. Two, who wrote it. Three, what are the effects of all people, even if, if a good outcome is being presented? And again, I'm glad they're given with, the, with the way the city is moving and the way that gentrification has plagued the country. I am happy that they have some type of resolution. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, we have to think of it from the consumer perspective. Five years ago, mm-hmm. nobody wanted to stay in a no motel downtown Detroit. So the only people right. that would stay in that motel are the people that are in there now. Right, so they're old that, if not more.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, this is not. You're talking this is not about a, morality, though, versus yeah. capitalism. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: and even if you want to take it to capitalism, these people have kept this building owner alive so that they can yeah. even be in a situation mm-hmm. to renovate.
4: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, sometimes it's not as linear as that. Uh, putting on my my wash business school of accountancy hat. Hello. It's not as linear as looking at chasing the profits as mm-hmm. it's just a known fact that uh, that certain properties are tax shelters used for people that have access to a mm-hmm. lot of capital. Yeah. So they will specifically select businesses to quote-unquote lose money at Mm. so they they don't have the same tax implications. And a lot of those property owners, as we know, uh, one of the biggest stories that was reported, what was not reported with the sale of the train station was Mm -hmm. the uh, slumlord land ownership from Matty Maroon, who is uh, one of the more... Uh, I guess public figures when it comes mm-hmm. to business, but mm-hmm. that same type of slumlord land ownership, even from the uh, late owner of the my my favorite Detroit Pistons, uh, Bill Davidson, would do the same thing
0: of uh, owning
4: so much of that property in and around uh, these places that you know could be looked at at one point in time and say, okay, these are undesirable properties. So mm-hmm. you see that to keep up with this undesirable property, I'm losing. Five million dollars over here, and then it's like, okay, but I own this palace of Auburn mm-hmm. Hills that makes a billion dollars. I can offset some of mm-hmm. these losses, so i don't have to deal with those same tax implications you know quote unquote for these new windows you know our our Very current
1: interesting
4: our current president uh definitely has uh, <laughs> taken advantage of uh different business taxation laws mm-hmm. to do some of these same things, so we need to be keen of um of uh, of some of this is is a changing wind but the yeah. losing properties uh for years uh the broad brush of uh, when we really get into the racism and systemic racism that goes on with real estate throughout uh just even looking at appraisals and most of the people that appraise properties uh in the state of Michigan especially even in the Detroit area uh, you know, don't live in Detroit. Never lived in Detroit. Don't know what to assess. But right now, in this "quote unquote" new renaissance of Detroit, "quote unquote" coming back, or just you know, white people finding more interest in living in the city of Detroit, which means it's coming back. It has uh, it has led to a it has led to an exodus in. Unfair practices that are uh, that that many people have labeled as gentrification, and in some ways it is gentrification. But I just know it's as true as everything is day of you know it, when it seems as though white people want access to some land and property in America. Yeah, that land and property. In America is made available.
3: Yes, it is. Also, too, um, you, you spoke about changing tide. Um, across the nation, we've got these hostels. And before, I remember back in the days when I used to um, be in Europe a whole lot, um, you know, hostels uh, are very popular, you know what I'm saying, in I'm Europe. I'm thinking about that
4: scary movie.
3: Hilarious. And, um, you know, that's what
4: exactly what I think of when I think of hostel.
3: Well, the thing is, I remember, you know, talking about it with people here, and they'd be like, girl, are you crazy. Ain't no way I do this and that. But the thing is, now, you know, you go to San Francisco or wherever in New York, or like everywhere you go, even Detroit now, you know, you got all these hostels. And I noticed they got Hostel Detroit. And I noticed that, um, initially, when the hostels were opening, or building, or developing, or whatever, I want to say probably like, oh, I want to say maybe like 2010, 2011, something like that, um, they were giving them a lot of hard times because, you know, uh, with the zoning. Okay. So those people that were like trying to do these hostels, they were like, okay, well, you're doing, um, you know, this this hostel, but people didn't really get it. Because, in the, you know, in the Midwest, it's really more, you know, colonized and mm-hmm. Americana <laughs> type of thinking. And so um, it was like a foreign concept, right? And now as gentrification or this wave of gentrification um, has swept through, you know, Detroit specifically, now folks, you know, that uh, are coming here, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. are like, oh, yeah. We, um, you know, we, 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 we get it now. You know what I mean? Uh, gentrification has changed, uh, the landscape of, you know, of the culture that, you know, of Detroit, right? And so you go downtown, you've got all types of police now, just everywhere, just like pulling people over. Like, why are you living You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, just stuff like that. And it's like all time. I mean, you got Border Patrol, Wayne County, Sheriff, you know, Detroit Police. um, Wayne State Police. Wayne State Police. And they're deputized. You know that? What does that mean? means that they're actually deputized as real police, meaning that um, they have all the abilities as like Detroit Police. Seems like it. Seems like it. They've become deputized. Um, and so they can do everything that a police officer can do. They're not just security. Um, Dan Gilbert has his own private police that are all deputized as well. Um, Detroit public schools, instead of having security in the school system, they have um, a police force. So they have Detroit, poli- Detroit school police, and that's who does security for the schools. They're all deputized. And so when you go into the, these schools, you'll see that... Um, Instead of having, like, you know, an office for, like, security or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, they actually have a police precinct on these schools, and that's where their security is located. So anything that happens in school, like, with these kids and everything, they're being criminalized. So they become criminals at a young age. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They get records at a young age. So if you get into a fight in school now, um, if if they're calling security on you, they're actually calling police, and so you actually get an assault charge so you could be as young as preschool kindergarten and have a a, a legal a, 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 a an assault charge on you that goes onto your your record that follows you for the rest of your life you know oh, what i'm saying unreal. so so this is these aren't things that you know what i'm saying um the gentrifiers that are coming into you know our communities they don't have to deal with this type of stuff because um a lot of them you know are transient you know what i'm saying so they're just coming for a little while do mm-hmm. their thing and bounce and so um as as the city is catering to to the transient people is actually um really you know displacing the people who th- whose home this actually is and so they want to attract you know these young cool looking people you know that wherever they're from you know they're you know, the worst of the worst from wherever they're from, they're unsuccessful <laughs> wherever they're from. They could come here and be a king. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, do whatever whittling business, cobbler business that they want, you know, charge fifteen hundred dollars for their wooden cobbled shoes and all these types of stuff that they do with the gentrifier. Swipe,
1: swipe their credit cards to ride a scooter.
3: Yeah, and so, you know, while we're catering to these folks who, you know, don't have any real interest in building up community, it's interesting um, when we talk about communities, um, folks are actually talking about different communities. When we use those words, like, mm. in the community, folks are actually having different conversations Very about true. what community they're talking about. Very true. You know what I'm saying? Well, so,
1: well the the imagery and the... the uh, what I get in my head, the imagery I get is two, was it two or three episodes ago when you had uh, Michigan Voice on, he had Joanna um, on behalf of the talking about the charter. And she mentioned that um, the city of Corktown, you talk about community and the, how the, they- do, it's, yeah. it's not a city, it's a,
3: the, like an area. Sorry,
1: the neighborhood, excuse mm-hmm. me, the neighborhood, I misspoke, the neighborhood of Corktown mm-hmm. um, built, a, built their community- And how she talked about squatters and then replacing doors and being able to have access to homes and Mm -hmm. one after the other and the other. And now you look up and the neighborhood of Corktown is their prime example of how to build a community.
3: Well, it's not a prime example. I'll tell you, we had our business in Corktown. And I'll just be real transparent. Phil Cooley, who I'll call the czar of Corktown, his family, O'Connor's, the O'Connor Realty. Asked us, when we were, we, we had one building on Michigan Avenue. We had a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Our next door neighbor used to terrorize us. All the neighbors around there terrorized us because we were black. And we had lots of black people there. We had a hip hop um, art museum and community space. Shout out, Bobby. Thank you. And all the neighbors would terrorize us. They would call the police on us all the time. It was like really terrible. Um We were very involved in community, but those folks used to do things like pull guns on us and threaten us with our lives and just crazy stuff like that. And um, I remember uh, Phil—so the neighbor came to us and told us that we needed to leave because we didn't belong in that neighborhood. And I remember Phil Cooley came over one day when I was arguing with the dude, like, because the dude was telling me that he got robbed on the east side by two black guys. I'm like, what the hell does that have to do with me? Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so— uh, you know, Phil Cooley comes over. I'm arguing with the guy one Sunday, and it feels like, well, we got you another building, so you can move down the street. So we moved like five blocks up the street. You know what I'm saying? Into a building that O'Connor Realty um, sold us on land contract, and um, they actually orchestrated us losing the building. Wow! And so we invested our life savings into it. We we were. We hired workers to like, come in. We, you know, all the community came. We did lots of fundraising. Mm-hmm. We, um, they, the city like, scammed us a bunch of times. Like, we had to keep getting um, inspectors. So we had to have an inspector come, which is a big scam. So they kept fining us for like stupid stuff. And basically, Phil Cooley told us if we bought the building from him, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to buy the building. I saw the building. It smelled horrible. It was condemned. I said, bro, I don't know anything about a building. I really don't want to buy this building. I'd rather get into a building that's already done and then just do our business. And he was like, oh, we want you to, you know, I really like you and I want you to stay in community and you should, you know, have a part of ownership. You've invested so much. It's just that down there, it's not a great place and time. He's like, "Um, if you guys buy the building, I'll help you. I'll help you get it up to code. We just really want you here and invested. So we allow him to take pictures of us. Right. And we were in pictures with him um, on the cover of the free press business section. And he was saying he was going to help us. And he begged us to buy the building. And you know? all so he told us he was going to help us do the construction because I told him, I don't know about getting the building up to code. He was mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. I'm going to help you. I'm going to do all that. I said, cool. We took those pictures and he disappeared. And I kept trying to get on him. Like, you said you're going to help us. You said you're going to do this. This dude came into our building and had, you know, um, this guy jackhammer into our floor, which I didn't know we needed a permit to do. And he had his worker come in and jackhammer all the way down to the pipes. We had to have that stuff fixed. He, he Phil Cooley did a lot of destructive stuff. You yeah. know what I'm saying? To us, personally.
4: And I, w- I would say, uh, you know, as they say, full transparency. This is where business goes, because you know I have a professional relationship with them, and it's always been square. Um, I've always done good business with Phil. Uh, I definitely know a lot of people that feel as though uh, it hasn't gone uh, gone well. Like I've heard your stories and, and other people's stories. Um, it's it's one of those things in in entrepreneurship where as we make those decisions and where things should go uh, it's a lot of bureaucracy with owning with owning property throughout the city uh, that's where I, I do think with what I'm doing here at the incubator space is the route to go I think if we are if we are, want to move things forward getting in homes uh, getting in properties that are uh, neighborhoods that we've grown up in and we know a lot of the people Mm. and have those relationships the way that O'Connor Realty has so many of those Corktown relationships Mm -hmm. is the advantage. And that's the Kari Frazier perspective. Um, But I do know even with the the projects and so much development that has gone on, what can be a white box space, and I'm sounding very real estate here, and not a white box space and ready... To open to do commercial, industrial, or residential is all depending upon uh, a lot of those relationships that you have. As it's so much that I've seen going on throughout the city of Detroit that I think is not up to cold, but it never it, it it flies along very well uh with with no challenge and then there are people that want to be up to code that run into every obstacle that Piper was just talking about. Unreal. Uh and that is the tragedy of a lot of the bureaucracy that goes on around ownership and development and it weighs people down and that red tape slows projects down and, mm-hmm. and making sure and that you're lose aligned. Money. I mean not even I'm not, money I'm you not lose rich you lose money you lose time you lose relationships i mean something like what happened there with 5e mm-hmm. it, a, a lot of the momentum that you were building it was many partners that uh, that did not have that same uh, that same ambition, that same mm-hmm. drive, because right. when you go into a space saying, wow, this is where we're going to be, and now we're yeah. here, and, mm-hmm. and let's get everything going, and then you're waiting around for like seven months, and you don't get anything off the ground to mm-hmm. keep that momentum going, you're, you're losing the relationships, and especially yeah. with the work that we're doing in the community, relationships, and social capital, That's as, everything. as I speak strongly about that as, with our people, is the strongest asset we can have. Yeah, uh, it's as, our currency, uh, right. As I'm looking at uh, Peace and J-Bell restart their, their mm. weekly open mic, and this is another place that I've done business with, but right now they're not in that same relationship with They Say, and they've done that for years, but now they're finding a new space in the Fisher Building and trying to get everything going again with their Interesting. weekly. Interesting,
1: you are even you know? talking about this, not to digress, but I was just thinking about, so the, People who threw that open mic at They Say were, uh, they, they were Peace. partnering?
4: That's Peace and that's J-Bell. And okay. right now they do Shots that. Shouts out. Because uh, I was just thinking that
1: they, I was just uh, thinking like how I was ex-
4: wanting exactly to go down there. It was, uh... <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, Marshall and Lazaro are the people that are running that space in the basement of the Fisher Building right now, and it, it just changes the vibe. As you know, when you mm-hmm. change spaces, it changes the vibe, especially when we're doing events and it, it's involving creatives and you know Piper and the energy it took to pull together Five E. I, I just know specifically from the original space to mm-hmm. the next space to even the comments uh yeah. it 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 pulls it pulls of so much to to successfully put something like that together and having the right team
3: yeah
4: uh and and keeping that energy going because you you are bringing in people that in a lot of ways you know um when uh uh, development has changed so much in these snapshots, like mm-hmm. uh, and and, and kind of going back to using even a Phil Cooley when when Slows Barbecue first opened. That snapshot of time in Detroit was a different time in Detroit where a lot of things I don't want to say go unchecked, but are, yeah. are not looked at <laughs> the same way. But even the space that where Five E was, mm-hmm. and, and now with you know, like let's put it like this: if if a bike lane is on your street. So right. Yeah. You basically are now looking at, you know, if your shit ain't <laughs> together with the state, the county, and the city,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
4: and, and up to cold, if you don't have a hood over where you cooking food, and, mm-hmm. and your roof isn't up to par, and you don't have the right handicap accessibility, and mm-hmm. the bathroom is not spaced out the right way, and mm-hmm. not uh, as far compliant. from the door. Yeah. And it, it's I like, do
3: want to say that we did invest. Or I personally invested yeah. in a, a whole life savings yeah. to do all of those things. Mm-hmm. So to lose that, our money and our property was completely devastating.
4: But I would say like, I mean, you know, like uh, anything that you think of development, if, if the price is 100000 Mm-hmm. you might as well multiply it times four.
3: Oh, for sure like, so, I like, guess the point I'm saying is if I would still had a property you understand what I'm saying it was an investment so, so for me it was an investment so for me to not have the property they stole my money they stole my money they stole mm-hmm. everything from me you understand what I'm saying because to me he approached me about investing in the community yeah. which is what I did you know what I'm saying and yeah. we got it up to code in full ignorance I didn't know anything about that and I didn't I didn't want to do it but I was begged to do it so you know what I'm saying so we 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 did everything it took us four years or whatever five years finally got mm-hmm. everything up to code finally you know got operational and and they were calling police on us and we got Amen. raided six times by police with AKs to our temples or whatever gun they carry talking my life talking talking my life into this person's eyes that looks like a robot that's coming to kill everybody in there because we're black. Getting accused of selling drugs when we are selling tea and if people were playing music and we're selling like fagos and like, you know, veggie, you know, like vegetarian, you -hmm. know, uh, food and like- I mean, and just, just the fact of, like, you know, people telling us, oh, well, you should have known this and you should have known that. And it was just this whole, no. like, blame game and telling us all this stuff we should have known about real estate. And I'm like, I didn't no. even want to get into real estate. I was being asked because of the work that we had invested to go was, into this real estate. It was, about this, it was about the space. It was about the heart. It yeah. was about the, the passion well. that... I got you. And that's
1: and that's where I was being asked to do
3: invest in this thing where I was being asked to invest in this thing and then to be shamed by folks to say, well, you should have had this and you should have known this. It's like, well, no, nobody knows this type of shit until you start doing it.
4: Straight up. I, I think the only place you should be buying property is in places where you are very rooted in that community. Uh, and that's Probably just so. from my own, and and these are from my own lessons from you know me owning properties and renting properties across Metro Detroit, like in the city, downtown, in Eastern Market, and in and, and in in the suburbs as well. Uh, that's why I'm in this house now. You know what I'm saying? So like what Piper's saying, like you're right. You you will be throwing money, and I mean that that you know that that phone call. Uh, and I've seen it I mean one of my clients right now is dealing with that same problem where where they're shut down uh, because someone's relationships with the city and that same thing police come guns drawn uh you you not you not License to do this, you're not zoned to do this. And it's like, yo, man, what you mean we not zoned?
3: Right. And then you, know? you go down and pay zoning fees, right? Yeah. And then the problem with the but city the, the, what doesn't yeah. know the zoning and the code. So they give you the wrong zoning and the wrong yes. code. And you pay three four hundred dollars for I that. And then when police come, you're pulling out your permits. stuff and then they're like well that's not the one you're supposed to have and that's happened that happened like six seven ten times so now you're out thousands of dollars where the city and then you keep going to the city like what's the one i need and then they tell you the wrong information or they give you something and the only way that you find out is wrong information is when you got an ak to your temple trying to tell the police that your life is valuable and don't kill you yeah
4: or you know uh Uh. different you know your, your utilities can be shut off your doors can be locked Uh, this is where real estate law. Uh, having the right real estate attorney, but even to talk to a real estate attorney, I mean, you kind of looking to walk in with with who's right. But I mean, more than be careful. I mean, you you looking at a couple thousand dollars, you know, on an initial conversation. So Mm -hmm. I would, um, I would, I would say these lessons learned. I strongly urge of anybody listening looking to uh, get into any of these creative spaces and owning spaces to consider, I'm not saying mimic what I'm doing here at the incubator, but really do consider those neighborhoods where you have those relationships with people, where you, uh, where, where there is a, um, where, where you can control more of the community interest at heart of what's going on, Mm -hmm. um, and that is the beauty of being here. So yes, is is the money of? Are are there spaces that are three times as big as this? Maybe in more well-travel, uh, more well-traveled places and spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think you came to the space that we used to run at Easter Market or the space we used to run downtown Piper. But mm-hmm. you know, you run into other shit in that in in this time in this day in this age in this era i I definitely think um you know it, all of this relating back to whomever owns that property yeah the the tragedy of of what this even means because even in owning property, you're still paying property taxes yeah. on that and how that can shift depending upon how well-traveled or what's going on and and, and, and the eye that can be given to you. Uh, the community support and having ties, I would say that their root uh, with many members of that community
3: mm-hmm. is... And also too, team is real going. important because we yeah. had an attorney, but... You know, my the person that was my attorney might not like me saying this, but they didn't fight for me. My attorney wasn't on my team. My attorney kept mm. telling me stuff like, you shouldn't have a space this big. I'm like, <sighs> you know, it, it's ba- what do you mean we shouldn't have a space this big? We need a bigger space. Our community was so big, that space was too small. Mm. And then, you know, this person kept telling me, you know, just all types of advice that was like, for me, I was like, man, you're supposed to be on our side are you finding? Are you finding a way for me to exist in what I want to
1: do? You're right. Supposed to be, you, you're supposed to find— You're supposed yeah. to fight for me. Yeah. My attorney
3: I have now yeah. is completely awesome. Shouts out to my attorney I have now. I'm not sure if I could say her name. Yeah. Uh, Shouts out to Stephanie Hammond. You know, one of the best attorneys in the world. That's my attorney now. Love her. Mm-hmm. But my attorney previously, you know, would be coming to our meetings and everything. And I just felt like my attorney was completely against me. Every time I'm coming to the meeting, everything I want to do, I'm being told no. And you can't. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I just need you to fight. I need you to. And the attorneys I know of in my family are sharks. And they, they're criminal attorneys. But I'm saying they will fight. You know what I'm saying? If a that person could come in there with a knife in hand, talking about, I killed this person. <laughs> I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and oh, they'll I be know. like, okay, no, nah, I'm just, no. Nah. But I'm just saying. But I know what you mean, Piper. Well, you know you what want, I
1: mean? You
4: want, a, you want an attorney that definitely is representative of... Of
1: your vision. Uh,
3: Sorry, Kurt. Not to yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of my vision Stephanie. and what I want to do and find ways to to make my vision happen. Let me know mm. the pitfalls... Right. But don't discourage right. me or tell right. me that I can't do it. And don't tell me you're not going to do it. Don't tell me that you disagree with me, so you're not going to do it. That's not what yeah. attorneys do. And
4: I, and I do think. I that mean, I think even even from a renter's <laughs> even from a renter's perspective, uh, depending upon where you're renting and what relationship you have with who you're leasing from yeah. and where you're renting. Uh, it, Having relationships with attorneys, but that's something that you need uh, access for, and then being explicit, uh, as I do a lot of business with Stephanie on many levels myself. Uh, I the 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 openness that you should have to be like, okay, I did this, yeah, and yeah. I think I think that was probably some dumb shit, right. but I'm gonna keep doing it. But that. it allows so her to know what path to truly yes. take, and there, and then
1: yes. I'm sure lawyers I'm, don't like surprises because now they it it makes their job harder
4: well it's it's more than but that goes back to what piper said that's why you need the representation in your team to uh to where you need that representation in that team where if you do open up your mm-hmm. and you expose those vulnerabilities yeah. um you can you can now come up with a strategy that right. you can stick to and and it's not always a, a mm. situation where you know the last thing is everybody on your team is turning around like hey let's all take a knee and concede you want right. people on your team to turn around and say alright well look this, this what we is what do. we can do yep. this is probably what we can't do yeah here's <laughs> but, the
3: parameters yes of like from amazing yes. to like Settling. Worst case, yes. And,
4: and you definitely don't want somebody always saying, let's concede settle. and get on the knee. And that's yeah. what
3: happened with my ex business partner, was always trying to settle. And, and then in the end, ended up selling us out, selling us up the river. Well, can, and, I, say, you know what can I say
1: this? Because we don't get it, it's not often where you're not blessing us and bridging the gap with the guest. You know, these last 24, 25 episodes, like it has made me wish. 28. 20 for, me, Twenty for me, for oh, me, for, for me, yeah. for me, for um, me, that I could experience something like 5E and what 5E meant to the community. And I'm telling you, the seeds of 5E are still in yeah. your hand. Yeah. The spirit never dies. You know that, Piper. Oh, yeah. And I know people approach you and they tell you what you All should do and how you should do it and they want to help you and this, but I'm telling you, Piper, when- God settles in on you and what you want to do with IV. you got the seeds and you got the spirit and you got the love for and it. And I
3: will say... Coming from know. a person
1: that didn't get a chance to experience it and that same spirit, Kari, you have here, you know, uh, just yeah. a, yep. And, and, yeah, and,
4: and this sure. is, and this is an iteration of what I'm doing currently here and it's, it's so funny. the same funny. or we similar were, overlapping community. Yeah. Like near a, the like close you said, of uh, 5e, mm-hmm. we were talking about me doing something very similar yeah. to this
3: Yeah.
1: If you 5E. build, they will come. That but, is my, but, but I really even, believe that.
4: But it's the same way even with what we're doing for the person listening to the podcast Understood. now. Understood. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right now, we can build in different ways since these resources are available to yes, us, and right. a lot of that spirit is walking within Piper. Yes. I mean, and now and reaching to out to you, mm, and yeah. even as you look into your business ventures, mm-hmm. we can provide some wisdoms that we know, mm-hmm. and we can say, "All right, this is what I would think about. This is what I wouldn't think about. Yes. This is this is how I would go about it." Yes. And and I'm definitely one of those people that uh, does business. <laughs> uh, I definitely am one of the. Um, I'm a. Uh, you know, ask for forgiveness over permission type of person when it comes right. to conducting business. So mm. I'm gonna tell you that, but I'm also gonna tell you with that philosophy, some of the pitfalls that I've run into. Oh,
1: okay. So let me clarify. When I said they will if you build, they will come, not like build illegally. <laughs> what I mean but, is, but but with see, the but it's
4: funny that you are saying that. Okay. And and I like that you said that. As this realm that we're living in with business, uh, what is known as "quote unquote" illegal and <laughs> and I'm not even trying to sound facetious here, yeah. but I'm just being real about this. Okay the the cost of that it takes to conduct business on paper, Tell just period. Me. Like like okay, the first thing that you want to do, the like you know okay. File. You, you know, you can end up spending ten thousand dollars before you even think about making a profit.
1: Understood.
4: I'm not going to tell you to do that. I'm going to tell you make as much profit as you possibly can because the last thing you doing is you ain't in business to pay your accountant. You ain't in business to pay your attorney. When yeah. you had the dream of starting a business, you were not waking up saying to yourself like, you know what? I really need the right. Uh, I really need to make sure that I have these right professionals working with me. So I'll be the first person to tell you, you know, to yeah. pay somebody, you know, and and Piper knows these people too because mm-hmm. Piper has a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. To pay somebody $1000 to write your business plan is mm-hmm. the first action you have in business that's going out the world backwards. Mm-hmm. Make money because mm-hmm. connecting with customers and connecting with the people is the most important thing in business. And those professionals that provide that expertise, they will present themselves and they will mm. uh Galvanize around whatever your idea is So I'm not necessarily telling you To do things illegal Quote unquote what I'm telling you to do is make profit and when profits present themselves right. and it's advantageous for right. you to have that business plan when right. it's advantageous for you to have that real estate attorney when it's right. advantageous for you to have that contractual attorney
3: yeah. right. do
4: that and when it's advantageous for you to hire the human resources person do that gotcha. you know like paying the person it's like well you should never pay a person under the table yo straight up it,
3: it, it's crazy. so many people
4: that get paid under the
3: table <laughs> nobody This world would not run... Efficiently, if, if no one, one paid, was paid under the table, 100%. exactly.
4: So you know, but but if you if you pay that a person as an employee, and then they're saying like, well, you know, are they ten ninety nine compliant? Do they have hours to come in, and do they have the freedom to do it? So it's like, nah, they're probably not ten ninety nine compliant. You know what I'm saying? And as I'm saying, and who this, knows like, what that is? But even. but right. even exploring that, like if you you know it, you know to pay a person as an employee, you're paying them their wage. You're paying; they're going to be paying taxes and you're going to pay taxes on the taxes that they pay as well. So the the amount of money that, that you're going to extend when you may need those services rendered. And it's other ways to barter. You can barter mm. so many services as I do that often. You mm-hmm. know, I bartered with Piper. Mm-hmm. You know, we did a business, we did a show uh, last year around this mm-hmm. time of the year mm-hmm. where we where we bartered and we also conducted some cash business and it was a successful venture. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to explore as many options as you can if you're thinking about business. But the last thing you need to be doing is saying to yourself, is this illegal? You need to say to yourself, Will I make profit and then conduct your business from there first make your profit first because do not go out the world backwards paying everybody else because there's so many people in business but we are
3: talking about legal businesses (laughs) yes yes
4: yes but even even with you know what I'm saying, but the, the 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 roots of a lot of this stuff is so funny. Crime and and illegal business when it comes to the numbers and, and the statistics and budgeting, it all makes a lot of sense. So, like uh it, you know, it, a lot of the rules are the same. So you need to conduct business from a perspective of what is most advantageous for this business and grow amicably from that, not necessarily basing it on the perspective of another professional because if you talk yeah. to an accountant an accountant's going to say you need an accountant right. you talk to an attorney they're going right. to say you need an attorney right, right, you right, talk right. to a business planner they're going to tell you you need right. a business planner right. you talk to a PR agency they're right. going to say you need PR you right. know what I'm saying and, and then at the end of the day when you're selling them a sandwich the person making the sandwich ain't thinking to themselves you know the sandwich is okay, but guess what? That guy got a hell of an attorney. they going right. to be like, this sandwich is disgusting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't care how good your business plan is. Nah, no, that's real time. Right. You that's know, and talk. it's a person buying a sandwich from somebody that ain't... I mean, look at all these food trucks. Right, 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 right. Oh ain't God, nobody walking up to thing. a food truck saying, hey, man. You know, let me see all y'all licensing. Is that compliant? Listen, yes, hey, like, they yo, were. Give me, no, I'm talking about the 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 clientele. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. That's
4: who I'm talking about. The person that's people getting chili. The people eating. You know what I'm saying? I done pe- seen people eat out of crock pots from God knows where the hell this <laughs> is. And the in the in, you know, you definitely done seen that, Piper, at Yeah. some of the uh, hip hop shows and stuff. It's like, yeah. yo, my man got hot dogs outside, or my man got got vegan, got got a vegan rap. And it's like, what's in that vegan wrap? I don't know, right. but he's selling it for three dollars, and right. I'm buying it. the well,
1: shouts out, out to, th- shout to Baba Malik a few uh, a few episodes back, telling me about the cottage law. But you know, yeah.
3: I, I, I I I get I'm practicing a little bit of what you say. Well, let me tell you about gentrification, too. Yes. So a few years ago, more than few, I say like 2011, same same time period that I'm suffering with the five E stuff. Um, the food tr- one of the biggest or best food trucks. Pink Flamingo shouts out to Mako. Um, they were struggling because, um, when downtown wanted to control the food trucks, right? They're going into neighborhoods and shutting down food trucks that are in neighborhoods, right? So basically, they're telling the food. So, the, let's say, like, the food truck go get license, right? Yeah, so you mm-hmm. go get a license for the day or however long your license is for. Your license might be for, let's say, the corner of. Uh, Avenue A and uh, Street B, okay? Mm. So you go there. So the police will come, harass the person, tell them they can't park there. They, show, they say, let me see a permit. They show them the permit or the license or whatever. They'll be like, okay, well, you can't be here. They'd be like, well, I'm licensed for here. And they'd be like, well, you, I don't you, know what the city's doing, but you this, this not, you can't even be here. You got to go over there. They would pick up the truck, cross the street or go wherever they told them to go. Then they would write them a ticket for not being for being in a place where they didn't have the license or whatever that whatever that was, right? Dog so shit. so they were doing that and doing that and doing it. So the, they were like they were struggling to get permitted downtown. Like that food truck thing was really, really, really terrible. Then downtown decides, or Dan Gilbert or whoever, they're gonna have food trucks. So all of a sudden they got all these quote unquote cultural food trucks downtown. Well, I go up to a food truck one day. It's like an Indian one. That's just one of them. But let's say whatever culture. Got you. This white dude pops his head out. <laughs> Stop hyper. I swear to you. I say, bro, I thought this was um, Indian food. He's like, it is. I'm like, well, where's the Indian? And he was like, oh, he's he's um, I've. And then his wife <laughs> pops her head out to about my husband spent eight months studying in. Blah, 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 you know, city in India. I say, but okay, but where is the actual person from India who owns this business and who created these recipes? And she going to tell me about her husband trekking and backpacking across India. And then he learned this in like eight months and came back. I say, so you mean to tell me that the Mexicans that are over there in Southwest That's been over there since the 1800s or however long Mexicans have been living in Southwest Detroit um, can't get a freaking license or permit to have a food truck for authentic Mexican food right in a neighborhood, okay? So that they can make a, a decent, honest living, okay? And you can go to India for like eight months. And come here and get permitted and licensed and sell Indian food. I'm like, bro, you fraudulent because you're not Indian. You understand what I'm saying? And him and his wife was just going off on me. I was like, this is ridiculous. But that's (laughs) one, you understand what I'm saying, of the trucks. There's many, many, many. And these trucks are coming from the suburbs. Most of these trucks that are able to do all these events, they come down here from the suburbs. Agreed. they come down here from the suburb with their rich asses. I know a couple of they them. They could personally. be in Bloomfield and, and Farmington and blah, 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 and make all this money. They come down here to all the events and make all the money. Let the Mexicans from Southwest try to go downtown and get them some of that money. And they're going to have the little Trump supporters down there chasing them back to the so-called border. You understand know what I'm saying? Well,
4: it, it, it definitely this is. is what
3: oh, um... meanwhile, how many white people tacos do we have to tolerate? In Detroit. How tacos. many gentrified tacos? I'm like out titties people, and tacos. tacos. How many gentrified tacos are we tolerating in the city of Detroit? Why did they get rid of Goodwells and put in gentrified taco place? Why are Why is it that Mexicans are being chased out of this country, their country, okay? And why are, why, are we, why are folks sitting here talking well, about immigrants I, and borders and getting rid of Mexicans? Meanwhile, please don't. Every single time I see a new gentrified taco business. Exactly. Well, oh, my. And they, Why do they choose tacos all the exactly. damn time?
4: Well, I mean, I think. I, I'm, they don't love here's Mexicans. My, here's my business mind. Taco is, as I've done a lot of food-based stuff, and we definitely do the taco and nacho bar, as the margins on tacos and nachos are good margins. I feel you. So, that's why. but um, and, and I think I can make some decent tacos, but I definitely think if I were going out to a restaurant, you probably should uh, not come to Kari's Taco. You should go to... Uh,
3: Angelina's. Or- Speaking of displacement, though, they displaced Goodwell's. Goodwell's was an amazing black business that had awesome food. It was a family-owned business right there in Midtown. They had been a part of the community. Del Pryor... Art gallery, been the first African American woman, you know, art dealership in Detroit. You know, one of our beloved elders, okay? She had his original, you know, Elizabeth Catlett RIP. You understand what I'm saying? Um, uh, you know what, they, you know what they're turning that into,
1: right? They're turning it into a pub.
3: They're turning it into a gentrified <laughs> pub. A gentrified- I I just and they you know they got rid of Goodwell's that was a, a great business and it's like everyone's being displaced and everyone's being gentrified out because um, it because they wanna whitewash all of this. They do not want the you know, the browning of America is causing the whitening of Detroit. You understand what I'm saying? I do they trying to whitewash certain, everybody out of here from in ownership. Certain neighborhoods. From in ownership. Certain well in ownership. What's, what's 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 I just and finished telling, in neighborhoods, I just finished telling but they in Brightmore now.
1: I was just about to tell you that Clay. No. We Kari, just finished it. They in certain but they I'm trying on to find Harper, you, bro, I'm, Harper. I'm trying to find a house, and I'm like, I'm trying to find a house where I don't have to it's nothing. They in pony down territory. But when I see you, maybe I do need to move into a neighborhood. Not I'm not talking about a university district where they all. If they're not living downtown, that's where they are. But even like Piper just said, they're in bright. They're everywhere. They are moving here, and they're going. They are. They have outsmarted gentrification. I'm outsmarted being funny. I'm being funny. I'm being funny. <laughs> but it used to be where I was. I would be preaching and screaming and being passionate, and telling my friends, "Forget District 6. Let's go to a neighborhood. Let's find the worst neighborhood on the east side, and let's just let's let's start there. But uh, it's like you can't even fucking do that no more. Yeah,
4: you can. You can. You can. I mean,
1: you can. But you the point can. I'm let's making like is, this, like, straight is up. that they are. They, I can. I can name at least. They're starting to live by that. Well, I can
4: live. I can name at least like about five or six properties right over here in my. On, All right. Well, yeah, but so, that's because uh, if
3: you look at the Detroit Future City plan, this neighborhood is on the divestment part of the map
4: i'm just saying okay. this this neighborhood is definitely uh i definitely it, there are some it, and i'm not as uh I, i'm for people in my neighborhood that actually want to be here the the challenge of gentrification is it's has pe- been people that have uh it's not even necessarily the the renters or the owners as much as it's that the services and the the honoring of
3: Yeah, like picking up the garbage. Well having street lights. It's more
4: so like not even I mean, I appreciate those. Police
3: time. I appreciate uh, those things. It's more so like, okay,
4: there are way more people that take the bus than ride bikes. Bus stops are deplorable.
3: Right. Oh my god. The bus stops are really in the concept
4: of but the concept of the the few times a year that these white folks want to ride bikes and some black folks, I'm one of them bike riders. I'm a bike rider. So but the but I definitely think I would concede to better bus stops throughout the city of Detroit than bike lanes.
3: Yeah, I would too. Because I think too.
4: that though the people that take the bus are, it's a stronger population. Yeah. There's more people that rely on that. As yeah, look to it, get to work you know, and everything. Everywhere. Yeah. So so like a, a, a stronger, better uh, bus stop that's safer for yeah. people. Yeah and not against like you know getting slammed down with 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 snow right, as opposed right. to these bike lanes like that's a classic example to me of what gentrification does because it's more attractive to the people that will move in these amenities mm-hmm. so right. that's more so what I, where I have a challenge with right. it's like okay we can add dog parks but there are with a
3: dog parks water that, freaking fountain
4: yeah but there are public parks where there are more children in those neighborhoods that have been there
3: Neglected. historically mm-hmm. and uh,
4: recreation centers that are not invested into. Right. So well, I would rather see these recreation centers invest yeah, in those in the dog parks yeah. because it's they have not that. been invested into. So those are my challenges with gentrification. It's not exactly. necessarily uh, just the white too. person. Mine so not... Yeah, it's I, not I mean, about you know, the people. I was joking. Oh,
1: yeah. I was being... But, you know, I like the way you... you you stated that 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 develops exactly what my issues are too, but it's like a it's like a beating or joking gentrification mm. stamp. You see the bike lane, you look up, you see the white neighbor working on his roof,
3: yeah. the white lady jogging at two a.m. You know with that's booty that's shorts on, that's right? But, but, but just... can but, but can grandma go get a loaf of bread at two a.m.
4: I... I think if right. grandma wanted to. Like, I really I'm, think my neighborhood, and I may be one of those people drinking the Kool-Aid on my neighborhood. I think my neighborhood's a lot safer than people uh, think. I hear you. Especially if you kind of know a little bit of the culture over here, you good. But uh but then again, it's been people I know that have come over here and run into uh some pitfalls of of, of uh, ghetto life. But uh I think if you if you respect the culture and are of it. Uh you you'll be great uh to do different things. If you want to open a business over here, you need to understand uh some of the some of the layout. But uh my, my friend, I just think his margins weren't necessarily up to par with how he did it. But uh he ran a panini restaurant for about three years, very oh, that's successful. Dope. That's very dope. Over right in, in my neighborhood out of a, a laundromat. So there are opportunities where people over here even will, you know, go outside the means that, like you know, paninis and and, and power smoothies was mm-hmm. his business, mm-hmm. and people would look at that and say, like, "Damn, you gonna do that over there?" Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it'll work. You you I agree. you can do the research, and it's a lot of uh property over here. Rosa Parks, Finkel. Uh,
3: There's not that much food over here, would, so yeah, he would so, do it. Well. Hey,
4: yo, I, I strongly. I strongly suggest and welcome anybody becoming my neighbor. I mean, I, I will oh. I will be uh I will be a friend to you of, <laughs> of what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? that. We, uh, we need some, some cool people over here with cool ideas. I'm I'm doing what I do and I want to uh even get more properties on my own block and do more creative things like this.
1: And the houses over here are beautiful.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, this is a very historic neighborhood.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Last thing, so this, on um, the City of Detroit Channel, I was, uh, I saw this one investor who's going into particular part, well, let's just say he's in one particular part of the city, I don't have all the facts, don't quote me, but his idea is if he is restructuring two buildings, mm-hmm. he restructures one for new development, and then restructures the other for the people that currently live there. Uh-huh. So he's trying to, he says he's well aware of gentrification, he understands the the, the, the causes and effects of it, and the last thing that he wants to do is to come into the inner city and displace people. Then don't so do he's it. Trying, he's trying a, he's <laughs> yeah. trying a new model. What's so the model? Where if he, gets, if he has two buildings, he restructures one, a vacant one, mm-hmm. and redevelops and for, for new opportunity. Does he
3: hire folks from the community to do that work?
1: Yes, he did.
3: Does he pay them a livable wage? That I don't know.
1: See,
4: this is where it's tough as a business person, like, and I'm definitely venturing in. It's it's sad, like I, I'm really looking into like master's programs for social entrepreneurship, mm. but uh, but there's no social entrepreneurship <laughs> programs in Michigan.
3: Yes, there like, are.
4: Not not social
3: entrepreneurship.
4: Yeah, build.
3: Program. Oh, you said master's program. Yeah,
4: okay, okay. Yeah. So. Um, so, but
3: shouts out to Build Institute, yeah, yeah, because that's how I that's how I got my um my social entrepreneurship. I went through their training. It is a training. I should look, look at yeah. that. It's not it's not it's not a master's degree program. It's so, a training. Uh,
4: so, with that, I um, but it's still the the roots of business, like the the inception of anything built in social entrepreneurship. Uh, it has to be intrinsic into the value systems of who starts that business. It can't be
3: mm-hmm.
4: anything subsidiary after the fact. So mm-hmm.
3: so yeah, In the very, planning stages.
4: It's very... It, it, it has to Community be explicit. Community yeah. It needs to be explicit in the mission. And it also needs to be explicitly uh, practiced by whoever leads that organization okay. uh, and is in leadership positions of the organization. So... To I, I would question any business doing anything other than profiting at, at the most uh, advantageous way. Uh, period. Just because that's the roots of what business is.
1: Understood. You know what other thing that baffles me, and we don't even have to talk about it. I'll just put it in the air. Is how the process I do, the, the zoning go through city council?
3: City. No. Well, some some projects. So the thing is. Zoning is basically uh, when you, if you have a property, you go down to the uh, the the, the uh, what is it called the Coma uh, Young Building, okay, and then you you know you find out like you know what your the the property that you either want to purchase or build, you find out that that plot mm-hmm. has has is already zoned. Okay. So the first thing you do is you find out what zone it is. Okay. Then the next thing you want to do is you look at all the things that. You want to do in your building, and then what you have to do is say, "Okay, I want to do these things." And then Mm -hmm. you have to see is that plot zoned to do all the things that you want to do. If it is, you're good, right? But if it's not, then you have to get, um, you have to apply for like rezoning. Okay. And And, so you have to apply for each thing. So each thing that you want to do is a separate application. That's a separate, like two hundred fifty or three hundred bucks. So if you want to have, and this is how interesting it gets, it's it, and it differentiates, like if you want to have dancing and food, right, yeah. that's a separate um, zoning than if you just want to have food or if you just want to have dancing. Okay. If yeah. you want to have dancing and food and liquor, that's a whole nother zoning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dancing, if you want to have dancing and liquor, that's a separate zoning than dancing food and liquor.
4: And then also depending upon what neighborhood you want to be in, you may need uh, approvals uh, from neighborhood residents and neighborhood associations to have dancing or liquor. How in the
1: hell are so? How in the hell are all the same type of businesses zoned in certain neighborhoods?
3: Like you mean like liquor stores? Right, so that might be why. See, right, that might me, be why. Let me say because this, it's so, already zoned.
4: But, but yes, yeah, so you get it. Some of this stuff is already. But this is another one of those things where things can be "quote unquote" grandfathered in,
3: mm-hmm. and then
4: it's a lot of things that are just being. All done. these
1: damn liquor stores are grandfathered in.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and, and then it's a lot of things that are kind of done off, off, off the handle. So, like, here's yep. a classic grandfathered <gasps> in. If you own a property. That uh, that was erected before the, uh, what is that, the, uh, the uh, damn, the Handicap Accessibility
3: clause. Right.
4: Then, you know, there are certain considerations that you would not have to necessarily... Right. Do. So, if we do a concert at the Masonic Temple, okay you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's different than doing a concert at, like, a place that should be up to code. Like the Garden but then you theater. have to even think, yeah. in mm-hmm. reference to that... uh depending upon what type of programming the Masonic Temple may need to do, that can impact how that happens too. So right, like if, if they want to do an accessibility children, conference. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do something with children, <laughs> everything changes.
3: Yeah, children um, is a different zoning. So,
4: you know, and, and where things are, are mm-hmm. you know, how, how many fire extinguishers you have. Exits, trying info, to get occupancy.
1: I'm just trying yeah. to get to the root. I mean, we this is a broad conversation of gentrification mm-hmm. and building and real estate, but you know people are, you know the biggest argument the of the of the generations are on every corner there's a church and a liquor store and a KFC and a McDonald's the, and a... these most so of these this, neighborhoods this, are if most
4: of these owned. residential yeah. it's like residential with commercial corridors so like a commercial corridor is like davison right there, behind me. an avenue. Commercial. So there's no one that says, there's, these port, are too though. many
1: liquor stores for these kids, so but, but you can only have, no, we're not approving this. Yeah, okay, yeah wait, that's wait. what Time happens out. now. The
4: liquor commission, that's what happens like, now. even owning, like for one, there are no liquor licenses to sell in the state of Michigan. You would have to buy one from someone. You cannot get a liquor license. So any new liquor license is being sold from someone that owns it to someone else. And many states are like this. There's okay. a, there is a, a limit on what that is. Now, that's to sell liquor from like a bar or a nightclub atmosphere. And then, and then it's still even a limit on how many liquor stores can be liquor stores. And then you get into the science of like, is anybody in your commission have, and this is where like, kind of, it was tough when I voted on that marijuana licensing today, because it's like, damn. On one hand, I know I don't right? want people to get caught with weed, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, I know that black people will not be owning dispensaries that because so that mad. law mm-hmm. is uh, going to be like, do you have any felonies? Is anybody in your <sighs> basically like everything that equals you so know? Do you, three, to uh, do you have three? Do you have three odd digits in your social security number? Right. You know, like like <laughs> all is the, your left
3: toe like, bent yeah. to the left? Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, you old negro. <laughs> it's Like
4: I knew it. I know. It. So, like, it's, it's other things that go into like uh, character approval. It's different boards that need to be approved. Uh, like, but a lot of these businesses have been grandfathered in because a lot of the Chaldean-owned stores, uh, at one point in time, it was probably you know these were Jewish-run establishments, and there was more black ownership. But the black ownership eventually sold to a lot of the Chaldean ownership. But a lot of them. Have their uh, you know like there commissions and there are uh, what is that chambers of commerce the Chaldean American Chamber of Commerce that can advocate for you know all of the liquor stores up and down Warren you know what I'm saying all of the liquor stores up and down Davidson. You know, I, and and even in their differences in how they own businesses, it still can be kind of considered the same. So these commercial corridors, and even to be into a commercial corridor, what type of commercial service are you right. offering? Is it and a they mixed have dwelling? You like
3: a hundred check boxes, and for each yeah. one that you want to do, you got to pay that. You got to pay to get to man, pay for those. Man, it's, it, can, it can. It can. No and no. then there's zoning, and then there's permits yes. because zoning just means. Yeah. That the area in you which do you're building is that you can do that. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that the actual property that you have then has to be licensed to do that. So it has to be permitted. has to have a permit then, to do that. And then you got to pay for each one of those but permits. But the tough
4: thing even about that becomes, and this is why, like I say, and I pay whatever for they say, you have to, to multiply know it times. <laughs> you almost have to multiply it. Like if you think it's going to be a $100,000 contract, I mean... uh, Hundred thousand dollar project is probably a four hundred thousand dollar project. Yeah,
3: because probably because that's how much. Now
4: you yeah. get into like it's permitting to start construction. Yep, that's one level. Yep. And then when construction's done, it's permitting too. See, yep. and then just so that you know, like
3: uh, and inspectors. Yeah, it like yeah, and go. you have to have a separate inspector for like the building overall, a separate one for your electrical, yeah. a separate one for your water. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Your plumbing, a separate yeah. one. For like your safety, you understand what I'm saying? Like this type of safety. And this is all
4: based on, this is really still all based on what you expect, what you say you're going to do. What you're going to do. And then furthermore, if you do something and deviate from that. Right. Now, this is where like we get into like, like you say, like I'm not urging nobody to be illegal or legal, but here's a classic one. I mean, I might as well say it because I generally say it all the time, but uh, here's a classic one. Um, The Russell Industrial Center. The Russell Industrial Center, as we know, uh, probably full of asbestos. Uh, mm. The fire coal was all messed up, but we've all been in there. I mean, it was <laughs> shut down, but we've all been in there. We've probably been up on the fifth floors. People living in there. All types of stuff going on in there that we know the zoning, but just due to the amount of property that's owned by th- those businesses and, and to fight, like you have to you have to you have to conduct business like i say where it's in the best interest of the business and hopefully the heart of the people behind that business and the mission and intentions have a a strength where it can galvanize and provide opportunities and resources for the people. So it's not even to be exhausting, but you definitely need to be very smart about how you conduct business because everything she's saying into development. And a lot of this stuff goes into, like as they say, white box spaces, meaning that you have a space that's ready to be taken and to do whatever. It's not necessarily a white box because what you plan on doing. And if you want to be a... Uh, like a clothing, like you know, you're a clothing retailer, but you're like, okay, I'm a clothing retailer, but I also want to manufacture T-shirts for my man because I got the T-shirt print in the back. Now you've just moved into industrial, and how you, you know, how you prepare yourself for that in that mixed use dwelling of industrial and commercial, right? And, and what that looks like, and what all you can do,
3: yeah, yeah, right. It, if you if it was you know. metal or wood or sawing or yeah. firing, you know, using fire. Or, um, you know, different machinery, like you were saying, because, like, you might be, like you were saying with the t-shirt thing, it's yeah. one thing if you're able, you know, to, like, do this this I say, level or out a business or use these machines. I say open up as a machines.
4: retailer. i say open up as a retailer. That's what I would say. But technically, any attorney or anybody that's, like, you know, professional would say, hey, you need to be industrial you, as well. Yeah, but I mean, because I that, say, that keeps you protected. Do retail. I'd say
3: yeah, that keeps get you retail,
4: get open, do your thing.
3: Yeah, you. But then, no. then, then you'd have to, you know, slowly phase in, right? Certain phases, if you no, open this like, retail, go,
4: do everything you plan on. Doing. Hilarious. And then, and then you, you. You're deal trying with to get it. people
3: run up on. Do everything <laughs> guns, you plan on doing. Well, all-
4: do everything you plan on doing, and then as. <laughs> as uh the resources present themselves, you figure out,
3: and then you you
4: I'm gonna you, tell you, you though from experience right over time that's, that's what, what we I
3: did, said. and we got run up on by police doing that to be honest with you know, we we, but we I'm, phased I'm in we phased you, in certain I'm
4: gonna tell phases you. yeah I'm gonna and tell you. it was scary do everything you want to do no but, also, you. but even in e even in the comments when you all were in the comments, you all did a lot of things in the comments that the 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 real estate attorney would be like Ugh.
3: yeah but we the thing we did do was we went and we we checked with our attorney and we we went and got well, insurance I mean, for cool. everything no i'm just saying i'm saying these are things that that I'm letting listeners know yeah. we checked with our attorney we checked you know we had insurance for everything we you know we let we were fully transparent with everyone in the community and parents and oh, things like that. Uh, it was a different neighborhood. Those are and Those a are things to, to do. Don't be trying to sneak and do stuff and no. then let other people know but, and they but, don't know what's going on. It, but that kind of goes back <laughs> to the heart
4: of where I was saying. The Commons was a was a was uh, connected to an organization and church that had been there for uh, decades. Uh different different community outreach. So it was a different level of support that you all got in that space. This is true. So I think that it superseded some of the obstacles mm-hmm. that you could have run into under the same premise. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the root of it. Make sure you get the buy-in from your support and yeah. preferably your support system is based in that community. So um, yeah, though you did not, uh, I mean, it's, it's so funny. Like I was at... Uh, the 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 hip hop shop and it's so funny the guys that are running it now don't even really know what the hip hop shop was I you know, know what I'm saying and, <laughs> and how it's being run it's just funny and what it. it is and what it represents and in yeah. the history of it but it's funny in the sense of where it is but what Maurice did over there originally uh, was was a mixed use space you know what I'm saying and, right and, and it. And it, but it fit the neighborhood, it mm. fit the time, it hit the it fit the pulse of the people, it mm-hmm. worked.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: it That's deep. worked. So there are things that can't work. Uh, Bob's Classic Kicks was doing some of the same type of work in a different era. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know what was that like? You say like five there, years ago or something. Yeah, three years ago? and
3: there and and shouts out to Bob's Classic Kicks because out. they're still here. And shouts out to Jason in and, a prime area. In the prime area, they're still doing their thing. So. Shout them out. We we, we got to oh, get him you know on the show. I agree. You know what all
1: this talk makes me think about? Moving in the we what? In the last couple months of the year, this is where people start planning and promising themselves things.
4: <laughs> promising
3: themselves. Things. <laughs> all this talk,
1: all this talk makes me real wild up and about to let, do what? About creating an agenda.
3: Okay. Right. So Piper. Oh, please. you okay. I love how you threw that to me.
1: A Piper Agenda.
3: So, well, no, it's not Piper Agenda. Actually, um, what Brittany's talking about is we're going to have this amazing event at the Cast Commons where um, it's called the Black to Just Transition Assembly. And uh, shouts out to Dorothea Thomas, who is organizing, doing a beautiful job organizing this event. She's with the Climate Justice Alliance. Um, and so, uh, you know, and shouts out to Bobadero Jordan, also director over there at EMIAC. East Michigan Environmental Action Council, doing great work. Um, and so they're organizing uh, Black to Just Transition Assembly. Um, a just transition is an environmental justice term, and it basically means how we go from an extractive economy to a regenerative economy with justice in the middle and put people and the planet over profits. Mm. And so about 60 to 80 black organize, black and brown organizers are gonna come to Detroit, From um, November the uh, 7th through the 11th, and well, actually through the 12th. And um, we're gonna come together, and there's people doing food and farming, but also people working on air, land, water, um, prison industrial complex, education, you know, all these um, community safety, like all these aspects of our. Um, community that we really need to, um, you know, create new systems for because this system doesn't work. And so we're all coming together to, ha- to create a black agenda and um, it, it it won't be the agenda because we understand we're all different. It's an agenda that we're coming together to uh, discuss and create and strategize. And so um, it's going to be at the Cass Commons 4605 Cass Avenue Um, We have all types of activities and things, um, plenaries, discussions, trainings. The youth that we've been working with, shouts out to the Energy Democracy Squad, Um, we've been training them. They um, are going to have Saturday and Sunday from 2.30 to 4.30 workshops where they're teaching young people about all the environmental justice issues that they learned about, um, training Mm. and going door to door, um, these last six weeks. And then um, they have a youth party on uh, Sunday night from six to nine. All this stuff is free. Um, we've got, you know, celebrations. We've got, you know, because we're, it's important for us to keep ourselves uplifted in the movement too. So i we be talking about and strategizing all this scary, heavy stuff. We got to find ways to, you know, reignite one another. And what? one of the important pieces of reigniting is we're going to have this fundraiser on Saturday night And it's um, presented, it's sponsored by um, Grassroots Global Justice, but it's presented by um, the Free Sawatu team. Um, If folks don't know, our comrade um, Sawatu Salamara is a member of the social justice and environmental justice community. She is co-director at East Michigan Environmental Action Council. Um, She's currently serving, um, what is a two-year sentence for Stand Your Ground, um, she was her mother and daughter were in a car when a woman tried to run them down in uh in the car so like tried to commit vehicular assault on her mother and daughter so in uh self defense to protect them uh so pulled her legal firearm that she has a permit for um that was unloaded uh and 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 pointed in the air and um the woman uh, went to the police first because as we know, whoever goes to the police first is the one that they accept the story from. And so um, despite hundreds of letters of Sawatu's character and despite uh, being explained what happened, she she was pregnant um, when she went in. And so the, uh, the judge had the discretion to allow her to give birth at home, but he made the decision to make an example out of her that he forced her to uh, go into uh, prison. And so she had to give birth in prison, shackled to a bed, um, which oh was traumatizing God, in I... and of itself. And so um, her, she now has like a five-month-old at home. She also had, I believe her older daughter is like four. And so um, she has two small children. So <clears throat> we're raising money to raise awareness. Number one, we're having a fundraiser to raise awareness about her case, About stand your ground and about, um, you know, stand your ground, you know what I'm saying? It shouldn't only work for white people, right? We all, um, at least at this point, have the right to bear arms. And so um, black people should have the right to stand their ground, right? And this is coming from me. I'm a pacifist. I don't even (laughs) believe in gun ownership. No, but I'm with you. But I believe that our community should have the right that is afforded to us at this time that's in our constitution. So... um, yeah, and so there's that. And then, um, so we are also want to raise money for her legal fees, to pay her legal fees. Um, we're trying to get her out because we feel she shouldn't be in there. She so shouldn't. we're doing the best we can. We That's to raise money for her legal, to help her family take care of her two children um, that are really missing her right now because young children like that really need their mother. Um, and then, you know, uh, we want to encourage folks to um, write her letters. If you come to the event, we'll give you the information for writing her. There's a process that needs to be followed when you write people in prison. Uh, just in general, you know what I'm saying? Like it uh, has to be on plain paper, no line paper, no funny drawings and things because they think those are symbols. has to be written in, um, you know, uh, uh, standard writing, you know, like print. Like, you know what I'm saying? So there's just all these... Um, ways in which, you know, we want to make sure that she's safe, you know, uh, and 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 not being harmed by folks trying to do a good thing in writing her. So we want to make sure that we train That's people cool. in the process of how to write her um, so that she will receive the letters of encouragement and things. And then, you know, we'll have food and, uh, you know, we'll have celebration because us as a people, we do everything in a celebratory fashion, you know, even when it's tragic, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we have to find ways to come together um, to strengthen you know strengthen our community because our our com- community is strong and resilient so that thing is happening like i said um you can check on uh on my social media at at you know any piper carter social media whether it's instagram or twitter or you know uh facebook and out you'll see the black black to just transition assembly b l a c k the number 2 just and then transition um assembly Um, And it's during the same time as Facing Race, which is a um, huge conference, a racial justice conference that's happening uh, at Kobo, like, simultaneously. So it's a big, big weekend in Detroit of uh, social justice warriors. A lot of good energy. A lot of great energy. Probably a lot of helicopters, too. (laughs) We have a lot of great energy. But, um, yeah, so thanks for that. So, Kari, any last words for the people?
4: Any last words for the people? Uh, I'm actually going to stop in at both of those conferences on Friday. So I'm gonna I'll, check them out too. I'll sit in the back and be in my natural observation mode for both. And I'll probably come out to the party in support, uh, especially because my homie Sterling will be there uh, doing his DJ thing. So, uh, you know, Sterling is there. I'm not far behind generally.
3: Right. So, uh
4: that that will be happening. Uh what else is happening? Uh I'm looking forward to a lot of things in two thousand nineteen with Detroit is different. Um so I wanna get that planning. I really wanna do another all women hip hop show with you, Piper. Okay. So we should Let's do. talk about that. We uh we need to get your partner and we are hip hop. Shout
3: out today, to Nina too. Payne, Foundation so Management. We Nina
1: need to
4: get Uh, Your partner in business in the mix with that as well. Uh, And just be thinking as we expand what's happening with the podcast platform at Detroit is Different, different ways to, um, you know, strengthen our social capital.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. That's what's up. What about you, Brittany? Our token millennial. (laughs) Give us these words.
1: Not money words. Love talking with you guys. So much therapy being in... Great spirits, and you guys doing the things that mean the most to you, which is rooted in the community. Love you guys for that. Thank you for always being good role models for the young Brittany. And that's it.
3: Hey, Brittany. No, just. Yes, <laughs> guys. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just picking on you, but um, yeah. So thanks for bringing that great article. Um, lots of food for thought. Yeah, um we're off
4: into a lot of discussions about a lot of discussion about dentist, gentrification, Great gentrification. Yeah. Uh, Starting a business, uh, I'm big on that, so Mm -hmm. anybody that finds uh, my words of, of, I guess, advice of uh, bumping my head, standing up, falling down, uh, please reach out to me, Kari Frazier at DetroitIsDifferent.com. There will be more resources about starting business and and conducting business. uh, So
3: you're going to be like uh, incubating
4: that's this is the incubator. Mm-hmm.
3: But, uh,
4: I definitely will not Susie Orman, my people. Hilarious!
3: I be, oh, and I would be more like uh Susie Orman. Where is she? She hiding?
4: I don't know. I'll be more like a. Um, you know, I, I can just give you some advice about what I think to start um, and ways to go about starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are uh, there are a lot of. There are a lot of uh, things you can do in planning, Mm -hmm. uh, preparing yourself. And this kind of goes into any business that you're planning on starting, even for those music artists that are out there. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of musicians out there. If you're a musician, Mm a rapper, singer, a producer, you are a business as well. There's a lot that you can exhaust yourself personally Mm -hmm. before you step out and look for uh, other assets and other resources from uh, other people.
3: And um and you're, you're Kari Frazier at, at Detroit, Detroit is Detroit different dot com. Mm-hmm. Yes. K H A R Y. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. F R A Z I E R.
4: That is me. Yeah. That is me. At, at, Detroit, at Detroit is different. At Detroit is different dot com. Mm-hmm. I'm also Kari Frazier on Facebook mm-hmm. and LinkedIn. I'm Detroit is different on
3: Instagram, mm-hmm. but uh but I'm I'm Googleable. Yeah. I'm <laughs> And what about you, Brittany? What's your email?
1: Brittany at Detroit is different. I'm also working on some social media.
3: Hey, platform. this is from for the millennial the that does not do social media. But
1: it's
4: for the show.
3: It's for, it's for the, for the show. show. It's for it's on behalf of the show. It's for the listeners. She's taking it for the team. I okay. have. <laughs> <Please. laughs>
4: so, Brittany, Brittany will not be doing I'm, Instagram I'm get a, stories I'm gonna, about I'm her opinion. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna get a selfie with Piper and Kari, and that'll okay. be my That's
3: that'll be my, with it. At, hey. my picture.
4: We, we'll do more than a selfie. It's uh, we'll get we from whole Unicorns.
3: <laughs> we'll get Erin <Aaron> from <laughs> unicorns. <laughs> She's a real
4: photographer. We'll get uh a yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. young go, unicorn. to uh, do have, a picture. Have me. Um, my Tyra Banks yeah. closing and stuff. I
3: will. I won't make you wear a swimsuit though.
1: Cool, thanks. <laughs> yeah,
4: we, we, we're
3: not gonna get you on the gram like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no twerking, Piper. no okay, none of that. No, no, no. be
3: thirst. It's right. be thirst uh, flooding the, the Piper.
1: Can we give him a little inside Piper about
3: next week? Just a tiny bit. Yeah, so our beloved brother, um, DJ Lowe, so you... Ah, my OG. He's amazing. This guy is just incredible. My OGs. I'm going to uh, be so excited. Junior. He... Uh, seventeen thousand units out the trunk sold in the '80s, like '86. You know, hand to hand, traveling around. He's a DJ. He's a music producer. His dad is Butch Smalls. They've worked with um all everyone. Dr. Dre, everyone. DJ Quick looks up to them. Snoop Dogg looks up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, Butch
1: John, shout out. Yes, just yeah. got the opportunity that to hear is him one speak of my yeah. that's
4: my OG for real. Yeah, and Los is my uh, he's baby like, OG. Yes, I know. He's, <laughs> he's my OG junior. Oh, I'm right. so excited. Uh, I love Los. I mm-hmm. love when we have
1: musical
4: guests on. Uh, uh yeah, I'm DJ Easy B, uh, Los, uh, the first people with an LP MCs mm-hmm. with an LP from Detroit hip hop, uh, still holding it down. Uh, from time to time between him and drummer B, those will be my yeah. DJs if I perform live. So,
3: drummer B, you need to return my text unless I don't have your number. I'm gonna get it I from Kari. I will give yes. Yes. Yeah.
4: So um so that is uh Los is amazing too, man. He's he's amazing.
3: I got I got he's another incredible. person that I want
4: <laughs> I want you to get on your show that Okay. i gonna talk
3: about. Okay.
4: But who else do you got coming up, Piper?
3: Um. Well, I'm gonna fast forward into December because this guest I got I got to get you guys ready for because it's gonna be a non-traditional type of guest. Lottie Spady mm. is gonna come. She's coming the first week of December. She's okay. um she does she's an herbologist or herbalist, and mm. so um that's a guest that I got to get you guys revved up for because I'm because we have to figure out how do we make this like really super interesting because most of it is visual, right, when you yeah. deal with herbs and things, like watching people make things and that type of thing. But, um, but you know, we, we're doing a lot of research right now to try to figure out, like, what are the best questions to ask and how to get people this best information because she does a lot of healing. She has a healing space and a retreat, mm. you know, up in Mount Clemens. And so um, just really wanted to bring that type of energy here too so that we can have conversations about, you know what I'm saying? I've heard
1: there's nothing that an herb can't heal. This is true. This is, this, this is true. For those, you know, all those medicines, so
3: called, they come from. They have herbal roots. So, you know what I'm saying. Our and and and, and when we were uh, living our culture, there we we had medicine people, and those were the people who knew how to do everything. Right, mm-hmm. like with the uh, and you see it. A lot of white people had them in them little movies and stuff when they show them go deep in the bush. And then the person doesn't know how to speak English. And they're like, what can he do? And then they like throw leaves and stuff on over and you see him shaking and sweating and mm-hmm. all this stuff. I'm like, he's going to die. He's going to die. And then it's like wrap him in gauze. And, like, and then, then you see four days later, and then they Why wake up nice? skipping through the two tulips. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can go and finish colonizing. <laughs> I, miss, I, miss that, I miss
4: that Indiana Jones
3: no, no, we can finish colonizing this joint. Indiana <laughs> I feel like that sounds like every movie I've ever watched.
1: <laughs> sorry. I'm throwing shots
3: today. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's all good. So yeah, so um for me, I'm just really excited about being a part of Detroit is different. It's like almost, you know, uh it's 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 pretty much one of the most favorite things mm-hmm. for me to do. I look forward to this show every week. I'm really honored that Kari asked me to come do the show. Um, and I'm really honored to be a part of, you know, his family now with the Detroit is different family and all the stuff that he does. And then me and you, Brittany, has just been like, you've been a godsend. You're like the 180 degree opposite of the depression that I was in, like after 5E. Like, you give me hope. And Yo, I'm oh, just man, really honored really to be I'm in your presence. I'm glad I
4: facilitated this.
3: Well, this He did. Dope. Kari was like, I got, you need to meet somebody. Actually, really great people come to Kari to interns. So if you guys know great people, don't send that lazy cousin that you keep saying, like, I wish Jerome would do something. Not that guy. Send that other know. weird see, that's cousin. Cool that's about- always quiet, like taking stuff apart. And you're like, why is he over there quiet taking all that stuff apart? But, but he's secretly an engineer. But, send that guy.
4: But but you know what? That's the thing about Detroit is different. <laughs> because right now, especially between Detroit is different the network and Detroit is different after dark. It's some podcast that probably that person that you think is lazy would be inspired by. Cause it's a lot probably of different so. takes. Uh the
3: the the and being perspective around you, of
4: takes is, is you have very baba energy.
3: Different. You're young, but you have baba energy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our people need a baba, need a father figure. You're that big brother, Baba. You're like you're like a Slash between Big Brother and, and Baba. Brother. The
1: same. You're the same way. A you're big like brother you're Hakeem. like not a mama, but like like when you showed that big text thread Hakeem. today, oh, uh, you the and kids. the kids. Oh it was God. like it was like an OG. Like you was throwing them little. I was in the middle. Like yeah, Piper. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. Piper and uh, Sterling looked out for my for, for some kids I was working with on the East Side. This oh,
3: summer. those kids are awesome.
4: Little homies on the. I love
3: side. the and and that's the thing we all, we all work with youth and young adults like those are my. Favorite demographics: young yes, adults, right. college age, or they call them opportunity youth. I guess it's people up to what <laughs> up to age like twenty five or something like that. Um, yeah, and and for me, you know what I'm saying. I love college kids. I love kids. You know, I call them kids. They're adults, but folks that are eighteen plus that are probably not in college. I love those ones too. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what I'm saying. Like it costs a lot of money to go to college. It doesn't mean that you're not valuable because you're not in that space. And they're not, you're not paying to be developed in that way. So I really like, you know, uh, working with these young adults that are really incredible and sending them around. You know what I'm saying? To have different opportunities and to be able to learn and grow mm. through in a safe way. Because you know what I'm saying? Our young people, a lot of times they get thrown away, and then people by the time they turn 18, people keep telling them, "You grown? You supposed to know this? You supposed to that?" It's like you never developed me, Mm-mm. and I, just because I had a birthday. Doesn't mean that I've suddenly got all this knowledge and experience and know all these things, but then they're treated as such. And so if the police are going to you know, charge you as being an adult when you're is 16 or 17, then I'm going to start to treat you like an adult on the positive end and work with you and develop mm-hmm. you so that you can be a leader, so that you can you know, have confidence, so that you can have knowledge, so that you can own your own business you know, attract your own clients, make your own money, you know, travel, you know, live, leave the, the the country and do different things, have different experiences. Like not just, you know what I'm saying? When you talk to people that do youth work and stuff, they always say, we need to keep these kids off the street. But that's in the black community, right? When you go to these privileged communities, they ain't thinking about keeping no kids right. off no street. the street. They're point. like, we need to develop these leaders. And so the same level of deep um, leadership development that goes on with these privileged kids, and I work with the privileged kids too, because quiet as is kept, those kids are suffering as well mm-hmm. because all this stuff that they're seeing they don't like, and a lot of those kids, you know what I'm saying, they're seeing what they didn't like that their parents did, and they want to do different and so having it's, 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 you know having those kids learn about white supremacy is just as important. As having, you know, our kids learn about it so that we can all have a better world and having all those kids be able to connect with one another, because part of our issues in Detroit is that, especially in the black community, it's all this like levels of like, you know what I'm saying, who's valuable, who's not valuable. And it's just really important, you know what I'm saying, that everyone has a level of value because these destructive behaviors happen when people don't feel valued. You know what I'm saying? Very, so, very so we true. all need to just learn how to make each other just feel valued because the value is there. The value is already there. It's just a matter of respecting it, yep. honoring it, and then if you're if you feel that you have something to contribute, then contribute and support. But anyway, we've talked way past <laughs> no so. Uh, yeah, it's Piper, yeah, Piper. Yeah, Piper. Detroit is different. You know what I'm saying? Um, email us. You know what I'm saying? And ask us like some good questions and um, follow us on social media. And listen to the other podcasts that are on Detroit is Different. It's a, a lot of different flavors if you go. And then there's Detroit is Different After Dark, too.
4: Yeah, yeah, where it, it's, definitely
3: it's definitely a lot after more dark. casual. Than, uh, <laughs> But there's, but there's different but flavors there's for everyone. there's
1: Finding Mrs. Huxtable. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's Josh, the natural hair. Natural hair. No, My Natural Hair is on
4: Detroit is different. Yeah. So, okay, okay, so, okay. Uh, well that's the darkest. I was just throwing yeah, it yeah. out yeah, you yeah. all out there. Sorry. But I would say, if you like Piper, definitely listen to My Natural Hair, LaDonna and Markeisha That's
3: What time is also, that? Sundays, right?
4: Or, yeah, Sundays at Detroit Sip, but uh, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. And
1: I wanted to say something, and I'm not digressing. They have a strong foundation with one of the last... Last few black businesses on in Midtown, which is Styles by Nefertiti. So, shout yeah, out to shouts them. Yeah, shout out to Mama hold Nefertiti. On, hold on tight. Hold on tight, Mama. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: That's a great place to get your hair done. I go there to get my hair done. When I go, yeah. get it done. <laughs> so, but, yeah. That's yeah, a
1: beautiful podcast. Mm-hmm.
3: Love that podcast. Great podcast. Everything about natural hair. Shouts mm-hmm. out to LaDonna. I've, you know learned, I've
4: learned so much Amazing about natural hair from them.
3: Okay, let me find out. You're going to open up a salon downstairs I, I with the music studio. <laughs> I will not be doing
1: Are that. you zoned for that, Carrie I, I you going to be folks? come that. get your hair braided.
4: And I, I would definitely <laughs> say, like, in the sense of uh, do not have a man that's losing hair. Do your hair. <laughs>
3: Uh-oh. There we Shots go. Shots fired. Okay.
4: Don't, don't trust a man that doesn't have hair. Right. So do your hair.
3: I feel you. I appreciate that, too. So, all right. Well, keep listening. We appreciate you. Um, Piper Carter Podcast on Detroit is different. Peace.
0: Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. like, the present perception is just it. Left back in the dust, the old us. It's a must, I bust, it's just too true. Blues traveling, baffled in a dark space, waiting on the spark, face forward, face down. I can't drown, rock a crown full of crystal, got a pound and a pistol, got down just to get her. get up and see it dude, been a quitter, had to tick up on my next move. Bless you, baby, oh shoot. Control cruise, bag lady, drop two. Few feelings had my eyes wellin', Yelling, nigga, make it choose. Bake a few, had to step up on a steady groove. Testimonial, I'm only on my own views i'm only on my own views check who chest moves baby bless you, bless you. got a feeling if i wear it you could see it too unbelievable we unaccountable insurmountable two cents the doubt on am you spit for me it just ain't meant to be got blessings in my pedigree you don't get it just let it be it's relativity i'm boxing with the best in me the rest of me is just a dream this little light beam so when you see me let it ride so when you see me let it ride Time ticking 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 sticking tickin stickin away, ticking away way ticking the way don't let it catch you surface seven seven way away, ticking away way the time change Time ticking 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 the way ticking away ticking away ticking away don't let it catch you slipin slipin', away, way don't let it catch you surface seven seven way time change time change time change This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city.